sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. One of, if not the best word in the English language, Friday. Right here on the morning after on SportsGrid in Sirius XM Channel 159. The home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid Network, I am Ben Stevens. On this Friday, we are about to begin NBA playoff action. Two final games in the play-in tournament tonight in Cleveland, Ohio. In the East between the Cavaliers and the Hawks. And in Los Angeles, between the Clippers and the Pelicans, two final spots, the eight seeds in both conferences to set up the NBA playoffs that begin in earnest tomorrow. A preview of everything you need to know around the association throughout these two hours here on the morning after. We also get you set up for a weekend in Major League Baseball. The second weekend of this MLB campaign early going here in the 2022 season. And we look back on last night before looking forward and one of the stars of major league baseball on display in texas yesterday evening but it wasn't the greatest show show for shohei otani getting the start on the bump for the angels got a little bit roughed up by those texas rangers last night otani only three and two-thirds innings pitched six earned runs allowed on six hits did have five strikeouts but under his k prop of six and a half walked two batters at the dish for Shohei, because that is what he does. One of four at the plate, just hitting 172 so far this year. His teammate in Mike Trout did hit a monster bomb to start things for the Angels in the top of the first. But from then, it was the Rangers scoring a ton of runs. They win 10-5 to over the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And the Angels had some hype entering this Major League Baseball season. I was one of them. A team win total of 83 and a half, a number the Angels had not gone over since the 2015 campaign. I felt this was the year for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Halos, though, not off to the best start. Just three and four straight up this year. They've been booked as a favorite in five of those seven games. Last night on that money line, around minus 144, the Rangers winning outright as a home underdog. As we stick in the American League, we now go to Yankee Stadium for a matchup of two of the front runners, not only for the American League East Division, but the AL pennant as well. We put this theory to test yesterday. The Toronto Blue Jays are the favorites right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the American League pennant right now at plus 400. The Yankees are behind them by $2.50 at plus 650, but if you're going to book the Blue Jays, as an underdog, even on the road, paying that pinstripe price because the Yankees are not often booked as a dog themselves, especially at home. Maybe we take a flyer on the Blue Jays with their big free agent acquisition for their starting rotation in Kevin Gosman on the bump. Didn't work out so well yesterday. The Yankees win and shut out that very good Toronto Blue Jays offense. The Yankees winning three nothing it was Luis Severino on the other side for the pinstripes that was the better of the two starters yesterday five innings of shutout baseball only allowing Toronto two hits in those five innings he had six strikeouts over his K prop of four and a half Gosman in his second start with the Blue Jays 
five and two thirds, two earned on six hits. Not the worst pitching performance we have ever seen. Did have nine strikeouts, but he gets his first loss of the year, his first loss as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr., a night after hitting three home runs inside Yankee Stadium, goes hitless at the dish. 0 of 4 as the Yanks and the Blue Jays split this four-game set, two games, one AP. Say welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here in this opening hour of a Friday on the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates in the mix now as well. I am Ben Stevens. A Major League Baseball recap from a big Thursday slate to set you up for your weekend moving forward. That's what we do right here, right now on the morning after. So we mentioned it. Vladdy last night, 0-4 at the plate, a night after he hit three home runs, two of them coming off Garrett Cole, who is the favorite to win an American League Cy Young, also added a double, but that's the cruel reality of baseball. One night, you're fantastic. 24 hours later, not so much. The Blue Jays shut out by the Yanks, 3-0, and again, they split that four-game series. Two wins for the Yankees, two wins for the Blue Jays. As we look at the American League MVP odds, both stars in action yesterday. Shohei Otani on the bump. He gets the loss in only three and two-thirds innings pitched. And we had Vladdy Guerrero Jr. go hitless inside Yankee Stadium, but tied with the same price at the top of the AL MVP board at plus 380. Co-favorites right now for Shohei and Vladdy Jr. Mike Trout, a dollar or two dollars and twenty cents behind, rather, at plus. 600 the third best odds double that price as you saw there byron buxton for the minnesota twins he is 12 to 1 but rather short for shohei vladdy and mike trout and then it drops off in the american league mvp race in the early going of this major league baseball season as we go around the american league as well just something to note here the oakland athletics who sold a ton prior to the season getting underway taking on the tampa bay rays that were the only unbeaten team in major league baseball entering the second series of the year after the rays swept the orioles in their opening weekend set well oakland takes three of four from tampa bay on the road in florida baseball a very very funny sport tons of games to get to on the Major League Baseball card today, and it's a day of celebration and remembrance. It's Jackie Robinson Day across MLB. Tons of 42s worn all across the league and a couple of home openers in daytime baseball to break down a little bit later on in this show. We continue going around Major League Baseball up next here on the Morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Around the diamond we go here on a Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. All across the Spiz Grizz Network as well, I am Ben Stevens. A Friday in Major League Baseball with a great slate for you. But first, we look back on last night to set you up for what we hope is a profitable Major League Baseball weekend. And then later on, a profitable NBA playoff weekend as well. First, on the diamond. In San Diego last night, what was on paper supposed to be a tightly contested game, both the Padres and the Braves on the money line had the same price, even 
at minus 108. Well, it was anything but even by the time the game got underway. The Fathers in San Diego making a statement at home, absolutely hammering the Atlanta Braves 12-1, to the final in San Diego last night. Again, both teams booked with a price around minus 108 throughout most of the afternoon into the early evening. It was Charlie Morton getting the start for Atlanta. Joe Musgrove on the other side for the Padres. It seemed to be on paper... A very, very good and even matchup between two front runners in the National League pennant race. But it was the Padres that got on top and got to Charlie Morton very early on. The San Diego Padres scoring five runs in the first two innings. And they got a lot of at-bats last night. And the offense looked mighty, mighty good. The third best offense so far is San Diego in the early going of this Major League Baseball season. And last night, a strong indication why Manny Machado five of six at the plate five of six at the dish with a home run two RBIs and then he also scored four runs his teammate Eric Hosmer four of five at the plate two doubles and two RBIs to boot as well now Atlanta entered the year as the favorites in the National League East of course the Braves are the reigning World Series champions but it hasn't been the greatest start for the Braves, who honestly had a pretty easy schedule at the get-go, opening up with the Reds and then the Nationals, now a tougher test in Southern California. They have the Padres for a series right now before they head to L.A. in just a few days. And Atlanta, starting off the year just 3-5 and five straight up, 1-7 and seven on the run line this year. So 1-7 and seven against the number, not covering by an average of 2.9 runs per game. That 1-7 and seven run line record is the worst so far in all of Major League Baseball. The Giants have the second worst run line record at one in five on the run line. San Francisco was the best run line team a year ago. Again, baseball, a peculiar sport at times. Atlanta will be a dog right now in San Diego tonight, and they will face off against one of the Padres' top prospects, one of the best prospects from a pitching perspective in all of Major League Baseball. Mackenzie Gore gets the start for San Diego tonight, and the Padres also placing Blake Snell on the injured list to begin this season. But Mackenzie Gore gets his debut tonight. So as we look at the National League pennant odds, it's a very close race after that short price on the L.A. Dodgers. The Dodgers right now are the favorites to win the NL at plus 240. There you see the Braves at plus 600, tied for the second best odds with the Brewers. The Mets not far behind, 50 cents back at plus 650. And the Padres, a slight bit of movement from the preseason now at 7 to 1. But notice the prices there for the Braves, Brewers, Mets, and Padres. All four of those teams, two through five in terms of the ranking from an odds perspective, all within $1 of each other so the Dodgers are a short favorite and rightfully so but the teams in the hunt with Los Angeles all within a dollar spots two through five on the National League pennant odds board right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook thinking of those boys in blue the Los Angeles Dodgers with their home debut yesterday at Chavez Ravine inside Dodger Stadium and they smoke the Reds and make good in that home opener for LA nine to three the final in favor of the Dodgers they score three runs in the bottom of the first the Reds rally to tie it at three in the seventh but then in the bottom of the eighth the Dodgers blew it open they scored six runs in the home half of the eighth inning capped off by a Will Smith three-run home run to really blow it open for LA and Freddie Freeman 
making his debut in front of the Dodger faithful. The Southern California native got a standing ovation in his first game inside Dodger Stadium, two for five at the dish for Frederick Freeman, including a double. Now, as we go through the National League, it's not surprising to see the Dodgers win 9-3 to over the Reds. The Dodgers have now won three straight after dropping two of their first three on the road in Colorado. And the Rockies were home yesterday, a surprising start for Colorado to begin this year, also a surprising start for the Chicago Cubs. And the Rockies were booked as a favorite for the first time all year long at home yesterday against the Cubbies, but... It's Chicago getting the win on the road at Coors Field, 5-2 to two in favor of the Cubs yesterday. Chicago is 3-1 and one now, straight up this year, booked as an underdog. The Cubs off to a 4-2 and two start straight up this year. The same record for the Colorado Rockies, 2-2 two and two now at home, taking two of their first three against the Dodgers to open up this Major League Baseball season. But as we always know, Coors Field's totals are going to be booked at a higher run, at a higher total for that over-under. 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, maybe even up there later on in the summer months. So far for the Rockies at home, three of their four games hitting to the under. So Chicago off to a great start, four and two this year. The Rockies also four and two. And we've seen some movement on the Cubbies price in the National League Central Divisional Odds Board. 15 to 1 before the year got underway. Already $4 shaved off that number. Now 11 to 1 for the Cubs. But still pretty far off the pace set by the Milwaukee Brewers. A heavy odds on favorite at minus 170. in the St. Louis Cardinals at plus 220. Milwaukee and St. Louis meeting in the first game of their weekend series. And Milwaukee at home. In Milwaukee, getting the win for the Brew Crew, the beer makers yesterday. 5-1 to one over St. Louis. We told you yesterday, look out for a K-prop under for Brandon Woodruff. Well, it stayed under, only finishing with two strikeouts, but a good pitching performance outside of that. Five innings of shutout baseball against the Cards. On the other side for Uncle Chuck, Uncle Charlie, Adam Wainwright, four and one-thirds innings pitched four earned runs on eight hits, but did have seven strikeouts and even past the age of 40 years old now for Adam Wainwright, his first two starts this year, six strikeouts in his opening debut on opening day against the Pittsburgh Pirates, seven strikeouts yesterday against the Milwaukee Brewers. So still pitching relatively well for Adam Wainwright and the St. Louis Cardinals just gave up too many runs to a Brewers team that has struggled offensively, but able to play five yesterday the Cardinals actually have played a ton of games to the under this year as have the Brewers or at least two of their uh two of their seven games now I believe hitting to the over three unders and I believe two pushes to start out this year as we look at the Major League Baseball card for today as we go around the diamond We'll break down a couple of these games later on in our second hour with Burt Murray, a national MLB insider for fan-sided. He'll join the show a little bit later on. But some day baseball on this beautiful Friday, not far away from us, up in Queens, the New York Mets have their home opener inside City Field. The unveiling of Tom Seaver's statue outside the ballpark will begin the festivities for the Amazons at home. It's Chris Bassett making his home debut for the New York Mets. They are the favorites in this game against the D-backs at minus 240. 
a very substantial line in favor of the Mets, who are six and one to begin, or excuse me, five and two, but six and one on the run line to begin this Major League Baseball season. And not far off now, their odds improving in the National League East Division as well. Because if you remember, the Mets were the favorites to start the year in the NL East or before the year got underway at plus 140. The Braves 10 cents behind at plus 150. But then after the Jacob deGrom injury news on the shelf for a little bit, they moved back. The Braves became the favorites, but now it's the Braves still the favorites at plus 130. But the Mets, a shorter price, 2-1 to one before the year, plus 175. Now, we go around the association, a play-in tournament preview next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Play-in tournament action resumes tonight. Two final spots in the playoffs on the line, both in the East and in the West. A winner-take-all game to decide the number eight seed on both sides of things in the association's playoffs in the NBA. We break down the play-in tournament action, a full-blown preview right here, right now, on a Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. We begin in the Eastern Conference, where we have seen tons of movement on the number between the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Live right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Hawks are the road favorites, laying two and a half points. The line opened at two in favor of Atlanta. It got down to two yet again this morning. Now, within the last half an hour, the hook added back on Atlanta, a two and a half point road favorite in Cleveland tonight against the Cavs and pay attention to that total as well open with an over under at 225 it is now down to 222 in a hook two and a half points already off that total why well through the first four playing games that we have seen so far all four of those games hitting in under as we get into postseason action especially in a winner take all one game scenario to decide if you will be the number eight seed in the eastern conference playoffs defense is expected to ramp up let's look at the trend perspective for this game before we break down some of the key players that will decide the outcome tonight in cleveland atlanta as a favorite this year 28 and 24 against the number but as a road favorite, just eight and nine against the spread. Cleveland now, after suffering that loss to the Brooklyn Nets inside the Barclays Center just a couple of nights ago on Tuesday evening, has lost nine of its last 12 games. But the Cavs, as a home underdog this year, nine, five, and one against the number. Let's preface that a little bit here as well, though, because Cleveland only winning outright in four of those nine covers as a home underdog. And Cleveland fans are not going to care if they cover that two-and-a-half-point spread tonight. It's a winner-take-all game to decide the number eight seed in the Eastern Conference postseason in an opening-round matchup against the Miami Heat. Cleveland also under in six of its last ten games. This total tied for the second lowest for the Atlanta Hawks now since the end of February. And Atlanta has gone under in five of its last six games. Again, all four that we have seen in the play-in tournament have hit the under. The Cavs are just 9-18 and 18 straight up this year without Jared Allen. 
And that is going to be a huge storyline to monitor as we get closer to tip time tonight in Cleveland. Jared Allen missed the first playing game, the 7-8 matchup in Brooklyn a couple of nights ago against the Nets. So 9-18 and without Jarrett Allen, who had an incredible regular season, 16 points per game, nearly 11 rebounds per game, and he was incredibly efficient from the floor, 67%, his field goal percentage this year. So 9-18 and without Jarrett Allen are the Cleveland Cavaliers. There was some reporting during the actual game broadcast on Tuesday evening between the Nets and the Cavs that Jared Allen out for Tuesday, but there was a sliver of hope that Jared Allen could return for this winner-take-all game on a Friday night in Cleveland. Right now, his Cavs, a two-and-a-half-point home underdog. The total has already dropped by two-and-a-half points from an opener at 225 of an over-under, now down to 222 in a hook, live on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A great game tonight is expected in Cleveland and a great display for two of the great young stars in the NBA, both playing point guard for the respective teams. First, we start with a man known as Ice Trey. Trey Young in the postseason is a different animal. And look at his props tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. An expectation just based on those numbers, especially the points prop, that Trey Young is due for a big game, needs a big game, if Atlanta is to advance into the Eastern Conference playoffs. A point prop of 30 and a half. But it makes sense because Trey Young, who only had 24 and 11 in the win over the Charlotte Hornets, he really didn't need to do much. Atlanta won that game by 29 points. It was his fifth double-double in the last six games for the Hawks. And in that six-game span, Trey Young is averaging 30 points per game and 11 assists per game. That's something to pay attention to when you see that assist prop at 10 and a half. Trey Young has gone over that number with consistency here in this recent span and in, has had 30 points, at least 30, in five of the last eight for Atlanta as well. The three times he did not get to that 30-point benchmark, 28, 26 in the regular season, and then 24 in the first play-in tourney game against Charlotte on Wednesday night in Atlanta. Also, the three-point prop is very interesting for Trey Young. Only one of seven from deep against the Charlotte Hornets. But prior to that, in the final seven games of the regular season, Trey Young had hit at least three threes in those seven games. Seven games straight to end out the regular season. At least three three-pointers made from Trey Young. He went over this number of three and a half four of those seven times to end out the regular season with exactly four Three. So a very, very astute handicap there on the three-point prop for Trey Young tonight on the FanDuel Sportsbook. On the other side, as you saw, it is Darius Garland, who had a game-high 34 points, tying that game-high number on Tuesday evening in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving also 34 points on the other side for the Brooklyn Nets. His points prop tonight for Darius Garland, 26 and a half. His points prop a couple of nights ago was 25 and a half, so up by a number, an eight and a half assist prop for Darius Garland tonight. And his three-point prop is two in a hook. So that points prop of 26 and a half, Darius Garland has gone over that number in three of his last four games, but under 26 and a half in 12 of the 14 games to end out the regular season prior to that. He also hasn't been going over that assist number all that much here as of late. I would avoid that only five dimes against the Brooklyn Nets just a couple of nights ago. But here's the key handicap again. A correlated market for sure. If you think Cleveland 
can cover that two and a half point spread at the very least and maybe even win this game outright at home, I believe Darius Garland has to go over his points prop of 26 in a hook tonight. All four teams so far in the play-in tournament, all four home teams, I should say, have won outright. Three of the four covered the Brooklyn Nets, the only team that did not cover as a home favorite, but it makes sense because Brooklyn is terrible on covering numbers at home when booked as a favorite this year. And we have seen tons of movement in the Eastern Conference odds board so far this morning. Not just movement in the spread and the total for the Hawks and the Cavs in the play-in tournament, but what it could mean for the Eastern Conference playoffs that begin tomorrow. The Bucks now the shortest number we have seen on Milwaukee in quite some time. Two to one as the favorites to win the East for a second straight season. The Miami Heat, the number one overall seed, awaiting the winner of tonight's game between Atlanta and Cleveland. Now the second shortest price at plus 300, over a dollar and a half of movement for the Heat in the last 72 hours. The Boston Celtics, the two seed in the East, plus 440. Our guy George Blecci joins us in our next segment. He'll have tons to say about that. And the Celtics' first-round opponent, of course, the Brooklyn Nets at plus 500, the fourth best price. Philly down as well, now 7-1, to one, but the five best odds in the East, all within $5 of each other. So that's what the picture looks like tonight in the Eastern Conference. One final note about the prices of Atlanta and Cleveland. You'll see there, the Hawks are 65-1, to one, as are the Chicago Bulls, who are a heavy underdog in their opening round series against the Bucks. The Hawks and the Bulls, both 65-1. to one. The Cavs price, 100-1. to one. Those odds should indicate slightly how the market feels about Atlanta, both in the postseason and maybe tonight in the play-in tournament game in Cleveland against the Cavs. Of course, the Hawks, a three- or a two-and-a-half, rather, two-and-a-half-point road favorite. As we go around the association from the east to the west, we move in Los Angeles inside the Crypto.com Arena. And would you look at that? More movement in favor of the Pels on the road tonight. The Clippers opened as a five-point favorite in this game. It is now just three-and-a-half live on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That total at 216 and a hook, that has stayed pretty uh, that has stayed pretty much where the number was from the open as well. And if you remember, earlier this week, we showed you the postseason outlook for New Orleans outside of their play-in tournament win against the San Antonio Spurs. The Clippers were minus 590 to make the postseason just a couple of days ago. Now this spread is growing increasingly shorter, just three and a half in favor of L.A., who was 14-15 and 15 as a home favorite this year against the number. The Pelicans 16-17 and 17 ATS as a road underdog, but have not covered in their last three games as a dog. This total of 216.5 is the lowest total for New Orleans since the end of the month of January. A quick look at the point props for tonight's game between the Clippers and the Pelicans because they are big for the biggest stars. Paul George's points prop, 27 and a half. He had a game-high 34 in the loss against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Tuesday night. Six of 12 from three, though, and his three-point prop is three and a half. The over is even money. Paul George over in three of the last five games with that three-point prop hitting at least five in every over. C.J. McCollum, was fantastic for the Pelicans on Wednesday night against the Spurs. His points prop 
tonight is 25 and a half. It was the same exact point prop against the Spurs, which CJ went over. He has gone over this number of 25 and a half nine times since being traded to the Pelicans at the NBA trade deadline. Every time CJ McCollum has gone over 25 and a half points, he has scored at least 30. Those odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight for CJ McCollum to have 30 or more points plus 220 and Brandon Ingram as you see there his points prop as well is around 23 and a half a number he went over against the Spurs he had 27 plenty more from the play-in tournaments but we look to the Eastern Conference playoffs from a Celtics perspective George Belecci on this next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com they say keep your friends close and your enemies closer. When it comes to the Eastern Conference playoffs, the number two seed, the Boston Celtics, opening up their postseason action against the number seven seed, the Brooklyn Nets. Maybe it's more enemies, Kyrie and the entire city of Boston. But right here on a Friday on the morning after, it's really about friendship. I am Ben Stevens, and he is George Balecci. Joining the show now, one of my best friends in the entire world, from Nesson, helping us break down this first round series of playoff action in the East between the Seas and the Nets. George, thank you for joining us here on a Friday on the morning after. Ben, I was worried for a second. You're bringing up enemies before you bring me on, but you, you make a good point. Last time we saw Kyrie Irving in the Boston Garden, a water bottle was thrown. The Nets had a gentleman's sweep over the Celtics in the postseason, I'm talking here. And it's amazing when you think about it. Obviously, Kyrie's coming back to Boston, but Last season you go, Celtics had to win that playing game to get the seventh seed and lose yeah. to the Nets. The roles are reversed this time around. I really like the Celtics in this one, especially in six games. But we'll get to that, my friend. Yes, we are going to break it down with George Blechie right here for the entire series and an Eastern Conference outlook as well. Because, George, as we were just detailing a couple of minutes ago here on TMA, the market is moving like crazy for the Eastern Conference odds and for the series prices for the Celtics and the Nets. Just yesterday, Boston was a favorite with a minus 142 price on that outright series odds. Now, this morning, minus 130. Some movement in favor of Brooklyn, who was plus 120 yesterday, now plus 110. The Celtics still the favorite in terms of that series spread, laying a game and a half in seven games for the total series games market is still the shortest, but now from plus 170 to plus 185. George, it goes to show me this opening round series between Brooklyn and Boston is expected to be competitive based on the odds. How do you think these two teams match up? I love the matchup in favor of the Celtics. I think we're seeing that line move a lot with now the whispers of Ben Simmons could be back for game four as early as game four, as late as game six. But I think that comes down to when I hear that, if Brooklyn and Boston, if that series is a 3-1 series either way, so let's say the Nets are up in that sense. Then Ben Simmons sits, doesn't get back till the second round. Say if it's coming down to game four in Brooklyn and the Celtics are up 3-0, then the Nets are going to look at Ben Simmons and say, hey, we need you back for game four. I think he affects the line a little bit. People want to get out ahead before an elite defender like him can come on. But in reality, if Ben Simmons is on the floor for the Nets, 
At best, he'll give them 15 or 20 minutes of basketball. He hasn't played since June. And at best, he'll just relieve Kevin Durant of guarding Jason Tatum because those two MVPs are going to be face guarding one another. So when I see the matchups in favor, you ask me about that. The Celtics are the best defensive team in the NBA with or without Robert Williams. You could go to their defensive rating over their last 30 games. It's one of the best in the league. You could go over their last seven games of the regular season. It's still one of the best in the league. Same for their offensive rating even without Robert Williams. Daniel Tice has a big role. He's not the same athlete, but Al Horford is still that experienced, smart veteran that really takes over the defensive paint area for the Seas. And Al Horford, he was brought in for postseason basketball. He never played the second half of a back-to-back for the Celtics at all this regular season. Well, he's going to have a day or two off in between games in the series, so it's big for them. When you look at the Nets, they have Kevin Durant. They have Kyrie Irving, the two best scorers in the NBA. You need a bucket. You want those guys. No one in the world is as good as them. But outside of them, what do they got? Patty Mills is ice cold. Seth Curry does not look healthy. He isn't healthy. He's not moving the same off the ball like he has. Yeah, Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton, but what the Celtics have done all season long is they switch on everything. They have the elite defenders. They have a defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. They have Jalen Brown, who's an elite athlete. They have Jason Tatum, who has a better defensive rating than both of those guys at 106.3, given they take the harder assignments. I bring this up because the second Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving touch the ball, the Celtics can blitz them or face guard them, get the ball out of their hands. Well, Bruce Brown's either going to be seeing Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown. The pick and roll between him and Claxton and the dunker spot's not going to work the same. The Celtics are the best defensive team. They've been the best team in the NBA since January. The only apprehension I have is they haven't played a game since Sunday. Meanwhile, the Nets had that tune-up of a playing game against the Cavaliers, but it's at home. It's in the Garden. The TD Garden is going to be a lethal atmosphere. We felt the shift in energy, not just on the floor, but in the crowd since the Celtics started making this run. The big part for the Celtics in this one, have the role players show up like a Derek White, whose shot has struggled, like a Peyton Pritchard. Defense travels, shooting really doesn't for the role players at least, but you have the superstar in Jason Tatum. You have the star in Jalen Brown. You get those first two games at home, that's going to bode really well for the Celtics. I still, when you're talking about outright winner, why go minus 130 when I think you could find the Celtics at minus one and a half to win the series? So minimum, they have to win the series in five, obviously the sweep, or five or six games. That's at plus 164 right now, Ben. Get your yeah. plus money. Dabble a little bit in that. That's where you want to find some value because that's what it's about. Why lay 130 to win 100 when you can lay 100 and win $164? And if you're confident in the Boston Celtics, that might be the avenue. We'll get the full series prediction from George Belecci in just a couple of moments. And I hope you have the notepad out because my man is dropping some knowledge here on a Friday as we about or as we are about to enter the NBA postseason. But George, let's start with game number one. Sunday in the TD Garden inside Boston. The Celtics right now a four-point favorite against the Brooklyn Nets. You mentioned the atmosphere we can expect on Sunday afternoon, how important is game one for Boston to get out to a strong start in this series? It's crucial. It's crucial because it sets a tone for them for everything. Like I mentioned, you want the role players, the surrounding guys outside of Tatum and Jalen Brown to get going. But on that facet too, I mean, this is a top-notch game that they're going to have. It's Ime Odoka as a head coach, his first postseason game that he's coaching in. 
Now, given he's been around the block being from the Greg Popovich coaching tree, he was part of their 2014 NBA championship run. He's been to the Western Conference Finals or semis five times when he was in San Antonio. Oh, and by the way, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have made deep postseason runs themselves. Game one is important to me because you can't drop an early game at the Garden because as much confidence as I have them in that they could close the series in six, that means they'll steal a game in Brooklyn, I believe. Well, they'll have to. But for that, it just goes you want to get on a good start against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, especially because the Nets just aren't good defensively. KD and Kyrie can defend. I'm not going to take that away from them. But overall, as a team, they just don't have it at all. But when you could go out in game one, you can take pages of notes from what the Cavaliers did to the Brooklyn Nets because they limited KD. He wasn't in rhythm. They needed a perfect three and a half quarters from Kyrie Irving from the floor to even win that game, and they still struggled to close it out. So game one is when you throw your kitchen sink at them defensively. You dominate them, assert themselves. You get your role players, the Derek Whites, the Al Horfords, the Peyton Pritchards, the Grant Williams. You get their confidence up. Let their shots fall. Let their defense work. And then you build it from there because it's going to be a 2-2-1-1-1 series. You get two at the Garden. You need to get those two games at home. Steal one in Brooklyn. Get another when you're back home. And then decide that thing on the road. You got to think about the amount of minutes that KD has been playing, what he's had to do for the team. And now Kyrie Irving, hey, man, you played around 30 games throughout the regular season and playing game. Now you're going to be playing every other day pretty much. You missed out on that during the regular season because of the mandates. This is when it steps up. How can your body handle it? So I think game one's crucial. You're at home. You cannot drop that at all. The confidence is there for the Celtics. And that's why I think it's massive for them to get that game one. And the stars shine on the biggest stages. Our star, George Belecci from Nesson, helping us break down the Nets and Celtics opening round series. But on Sunday, inside TD Garden, the focus will be on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Points props already out and available for game number one. Tatum, 29 and a half. Brown, 26 and a half. George, who do you expect to have the biggest of the game ones? You got to go with Jason Tatum. He's going to have Kevin Durant on him. Now, Tatum, I was looking at his home away splits and even his win-loss splits. This is what gets it for me because Jason Tatum is going to have to pull through if the Celtics want to win. He's averaging 30 points per game, 12.5 rebounds, 6.5 assists per game, shooting 59% from the floor in wins for the Celtics. Now, think about their last seven games without Robert Williams, who they saw. The Raptors, the Heat, the Grizzlies, the Bucks. Those weren't all wins, but their offensive rating was still through the roof as one of the best in the league playing against top five defenses. You bring up the over-under on points. What I'm going to go for with Jason Tatum is his assists. Because right now, that's a four and a half, Ben. Four and a half. His season average is 6.3. What is the Nets, what are they going to do? Force a ball out of his hands. If you take the over on four and a half assists, that's plus 114. Again, the Nets can't defend. Jason Tatum will find his shot. Ball movement and decisiveness is what makes this offense great for the Celtics because he has no problem getting the ball out of his hands because he knows it'll either come back to him or it'll end in a bucket with Marcus Smart, who has found his footing in, let me drive to the basket. Let me earn those buckets a hard way. Jalen Brown, especially to start out games, has been a great shooter for the Celtics. And then you have Payne Pritchard on the outside as well. Grant Williams from the corner three. So I would say hit the over on four and a half assists. You want to take that point total. You want to go over on it. 
I wouldn't shy away. I think they need Jason Tatum to step up like that because when the Celtics have beaten the Nets in three of the four meetings in the regular season, they put up 125 or more points. But I want to see some plus money. Give me one plus 114 over four and a half assists. And I'll even go in on Marcus Smart. His total for points and assists, I got it at 20 and a half. I went over, but right now it's 21 and a half. That's at plus money too. Smart is averaging 18 points per game against the Nets in the regular season. His average is right around six to eight assists in the regular season. So get me 17 points and six assists at minimum. I think that's what he ends up finishing with. And hey, that still gives you some room to breathe. So you can look at the total points, but... I will go with where I could find plus money. Tatum over four and a half assists. Marcus Smart over 21 and a half points and assists. Sharp handicapping there from George Blechey finding the secondary markets even on the biggest stars for the Boston Celtics. So George, you mentioned it at the top of this segment, but remind the viewers of the morning after out there, your series prediction for Boston and Brooklyn in round number one of the Eastern Conference playoffs is what? Celtics in six, plus 190, you'd win it there. If this series is decided in that many games, and if you bet Celtics minus one and a half on the series spread, that'll make you $164 if you decide to lay 100. But I'll get away from the numbers on that one. I'll say why I believe in that. Because the first two games of the series are on the road, don't push down home court advantage in this one. And don't push down that this is the best defensive and offensive team. Not just the last seven games, not just the last 20. Since January, Ben, since January. And I don't care. You need dudes, you need dogs in the postseason. The Celtics have it from top to bottom. Outside of the Nets' top two dudes, they don't. They'll get 70, they'll get 80 from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But the surrounding guys aren't going to get it done from them. The Celtics are too good defensively. So give me Celtics in six and make your money, my friends. And pretty good odds right there if you believe in George. Boston in six, winning four games to two over Brooklyn, plus 550. The Celtics have won 15 of their final 19 games to end out the regular season, now getting ready to host Brooklyn, a four-point home favorite inside TD Garden on Sunday afternoon. George Blechey from Nesson, a man that does it all, continuing to break down Boston's outlook for the Eastern Conference playoffs here on a Friday on the morning after. Georgie, as always, thank you very much. Enjoy this opening weekend of the opening round series in Boston. Ben, I hope it's just a start, brother. Let's get a deep postseason run going. See you, my friend. More of the morning after next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Round out our number one of a Friday edition of the morning after on Sports Grid right here, right now. Sirius XM channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. A thorough breakdown of everything for the NBA postseason. Two final play-in tournament games tonight. One out west in Los Angeles, the Clippers hosting the, the New Orleans Pelicans. And right now, LA, a three 
and a half point favorite as the line is starting to work in favor of the Pels. The first game up on this Friday evening out in Cleveland, it's the Cavs, a two and a half point home underdog against the Atlanta Hawks. One berth in each of the conference postseason outlooks tonight. The number eight seed is up for grabs. Who's going to get it? We ask you right now and fade the public. So who has the best shot of covering in tonight's play-in tournament games? Again, Atlanta, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, Ohio. The line is working in favor of the Pels. Now it's three-and-a-half at the time this poll was posted. The Clippers were a four-point home favorite against New Orleans inside the Crypto.com arena. But the public, back in Hotlanta, right now the hawks laying two and a half nearly 49 percent of the public at this pulse at sports grid tv on twitter saying the hawks minus two and a half that is the best bet of the evening and by a pretty substantial margin right now for this poll on twitter still ongoing and active if you want your voice heard as well it makes sense when you look at what atlanta has done here as of late covering as a five and a half point favorite against charlotte on wednesday night in their first play in tournament game a win in eight of atlanta's last 10 and they have covered in all of those eight victories that's what the Atlanta Hawks have done here as of late. A two-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Cavs. The Clippers now a three-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Pelicans. Our number two of the morning after on this Friday is up next. Stay with us on The Grid.